Near FM, the Near Drama Company present Shopping for Beginners by Morris Newman. to sit down. Thank you so much. You're very kind. Ah, no, sure. We have to get to Argus and see Santi. Yeah, Christmas. Fucking pain in the fucking hole. Kirsty! Well, thanks either way. Come on, kids, let's go. Thank you. Goodbye. Have a lovely Christmas. Yeah, you and all. Enjoy the book. Kirsty! Oh, charming. How are you? Saving that sea? No, no, not at all. It's it's yours. Ah, thanks. Busy. Busy in here. Busy today. <sighs> Should have come yesterday. Always quiet I yesterday. I'm sorry, uh, are you talking to me? No. No, no. Just talking to myself. Musing like. What's the book? I'm sorry? The book. It must be a good one to keep you octopoid like that. Um, it's um, Dracula, Bram Stoker. Well? Well, what? Is it any good? Oh, yes, yes, it's perfectly fine. What's it about? It's Dracula. It's about Dracula, the vampire. Are you enjoying it? Oh, for goodness sake. It's a great book. I'm enjoying it very much when I can get to read it. Now, would you just let me get back to ignoring you? Not a very nice thing to say. Oh, Lord. And now blasphemy. Look, I'll tell you what. You let me get on with reading my book, and I'll pretend to listen to you. I get to read, and you get to look a little bit less like the sort of lunatic that wanders around shopping centres talking to himself. All right? How would you pretend to listen? It's easy. I don't get up and walk away or scream at you to shut the fuck up. The rest is just falls into place. You must have a high opinion of yourself. I say, you have a lot to think of yourself. Oh, I thought we'd reached an agreement. What? I thought we'd decided that it wasn't necessary for us both to be wasting time in conversation with you. You seem quite happy just chatting with yourself. That's very insulting. I agree. But it doesn't seem to be working. You're still talking. Well, you're still listening. Ha! <laughs> touche. I heard that before, touche. I heard it was when I was walking on the bin wagon, collecting the dustbins. Really? <laughs> you must have had some very well-educated colleagues. No, not really. Now, there wasn't very many that were been to Trinity College, but that doesn't mean they were all stupid. And at the same time, there wasn't many that thought they were too clever to recognise that someone else could be human. 
and acknowledge that fact with a sociable word. Right, I surrender. You're a genius. Now, entertain me with your sparkling conversation. Now you put me on the spot. Am I? Yeah, it's like you read in the magazines when someone walks up to a comedian in the street and says, Go on then, make me laugh, you fat fecker. Yes, I sort of see what you're saying. But let's not forget who started this. It's more like you came up to me and said, Listen to me talk, you fat fecker. Ah, you're not fat. Thank you. You're well built. Big boned. Nicely padded. More sort of... Yes, all right, I take the point. Portly. Ah, that's the word. You're more what I call portly. Will you stop that? Yes, a portly gentleman. I'm opening my book again. Would you wash me seat for a few minutes? You mean in order to be extra sure that I can enjoy your company for another few minutes when you get back? Well, aren't you quick on the catch-up? That's very good of you. You must have a massive brain up there in the back of that thick-looking face. Um, thank you, I think. Ah, don't mention it. Back in a minute. There you go. What's this? It's a chicken and bacon sandwich. Only lovely. Go on, enjoy it. Oh, that's very good of you. Thank you, I am a bit peckish. Ah, good one. That's a cracker, that is. Sorry? The little joke. Again, sorry. Chicken, peckish. Very quick, I like that. Oh, right. <laughs> good, uh, thanks. Go on, tuck it. That was good. What do I owe you? Ah, no. My treat. I couldn't. Of course you can. And we becoming friends now. Oh, Lord, take me now. But I suppose so. So, what are you doing here? Apart from not reading my book anymore. Exactly. Not much, really. I was just visiting my wife in Beaumont Hospital. She's been in there for five days. Three of them in a bed. Not bad. Only two days waiting for a bed. I heard worse horror stories. Bowman's a beast for keeping people waiting. It's Mont. What? Mont. It's Beaumont, not Beaumont. Oh, sorry. I didn't realise you're an old woman. Give me that feckin' sandwich back. Sorry. Force of habit. I was an English teacher for 42 years. Things like that hurt my ears. All right. So, what's wrong with the missus? Oh, nothing that's going away soon. Oh, sorry to hear that. That's not your fault. It's just the way the mop flops. One person smokes, drinks, eats nothing but greasy shite and lives forever, bullying weaker people, stealing from the poor and generally making the world a crappier place. Like a politician yes, or a banker. well interrupted. Like a politician or a top banker. But the ordinary person, the loving person, the person who never once in her life ever thought about herself before thinking of someone else, who'd give her last penny to someone in need. <laughs> that person gets eaten up by a mindless virus, grasping out her last on a stupid trolley with a shitty hospital corridor filled with drunkards and drug addicts. <sighs> Sorry, it, it just gets me angry. Ah, there's no justice. No, there's no justice at all. Come on. 
Let's go and seal some stuff. It'll make you feel better. It always helps me. What do you mean? Shoplifting. It's wonderful therapeutic. In what possible sense can theft be therapeutic? And when did you qualify as a psychotherapist? I'll tell you when I know you better. You're upset right now, aren't you? I suppose so. Of course you are. And you've every right to be. You've wasted your whole life. I told you I was an English teacher. That's what I mean. You've wasted a whole life trying to shove good education down bad throats. And now you're in a shopping centre talking to me. And believe me, I'm no Einstein. No kidding. I'll ignore that for now. So you're angry. Who are you going to blame? I wasn't thinking of blaming anyone. Well, now you're not thinking at all. You can't keep that all anger to yourself. Just pick a person or an institution and blame it. Blame it as hard as you can. And then make it pay. I think that's possibly the most stupid thing I've ever heard. No, come on, try it. What have you got to lose? I feel I'm going to regret this. Ah, good man yourself. Me? Yes, sir. You, sir. What is it? Can I help you? What do you want? Yes, sir. Could you accompany me to the manager's office explain why you have an unpaid-for box of milk tray under your jacket? What? Why? Billy! Oh, Billy, there you are. Oh, has he been bothering you, madam? I'm, I'm very sorry. I, I turned my back and he wandered off. Oh, I've got four of them to look after. Come on, Billy. The bus is waiting. We'll go and have a nice cup of tea at home. I'm afraid your friend is in a bit of trouble. He was trying to leave the store with this box of chocolates. Oh, Billy. I'm very sorry. Poor Billy suffers with Alzheimer's. He forgets things, don't you? No, I do not. And stop calling me Billy. Nobody calls me Billy. Everyone calls him Billy. Come on, son. Let's go home. I want my chocolates. If you want chocolates, you have to pay for them. They're mine. Give them to me. I'm sorry, but they have to be paid for. I'm very sorry. Look, here's a fiver. Will that cover it? If we don't get him back to familiar surroundings soon, he could become very agitated and harm himself. Or someone else. Go on. It's a shame. My granny went that way. Get him home for a nice cup of tea. Thank you so much. You're quite right. It is a shame. He was a great charmer in his youth. It's very sad to see him now, poor old fella. Ah, that was lucky. Lucky? <laughs> what are you talking about? I saved your life with quick thinking and fast action there. You'd have been in court tomorrow if it wasn't for me. All right. You were good, I suppose. And I did some pretty sharp acting as well. Yes, you do. Dazed, shocked, a bit scared and complete stranger to reason very well. Too well, in fact. But my man in charge of busload of deranged coffin dodgers was excellent also. 
I'll tell you what I was lucky though. What's that? You got my name, Roy. You're called Billy? I am. How did you guess? <laughs> I don't know. It was the first name that popped into my mind. Well, it's mine. What's yours? Jerry. Jerry. Ah, that's a good name. Solid and dependable. Do you know what, Jerry? No, what? I think this could be the start of a beautiful friendship. Are you basing this on the fact that you're rubbish at shoplifting and I'm quite good at convincing people that you lost your mind to dementia years ago? Yes, I think that's what I'm saying. I'm not sure it's going to be such a beautiful friendship. Ah, Billy, how are you? You found a new friend then? I have, Deirdre. And isn't he a fine-looking gent? Sure he is. And aren't you a great man for the chatting? You can make a conversation out of nothing. Uh, thanks, I think. Ah, no, Billy, that's a compliment. See you now. Come on, Kirsty. Well, if it was a compliment, it was a rather ambiguous one. Hmm, backhanded at best. Ah, let's go for a coffee. Are you planning to shoplift this as well? <laughs> because I'm afraid I've got some bad news for you. You are, without doubt, the worst shoplifter I've ever seen. Oh, is that right? And you'd be an expert now, would you? I've been teaching for over 40 years. I've been watching young men and women loot unguarded sweet shops and stationery stores since I was able to get out of a chair without grunting. Yes, I'm an expert. And you, Billy, quite frankly, are not. You are, in fact, rubbish. Is that a fact? As I've just told you, yes. Yes, it is. Well then, Mr. Master Feckin' Criminal, why don't you show me how it's done? Don't be ridiculous. Why would I risk arrest just to show you how to be a better criminal? I thought so. You're all talk. There was I trying to help you out by giving you the rudiments of a new hobby. And now you're trying to take the moral high ground while saying that you're a better robber than I am. But that you're scared at the same time. Talk about a moral feckin' maze. You were trying to teach me? To what end? You, you seemed a bit down. I, I thought a bit of adventure would perk you up. Shoplifting can be an adventure. Teach a man to fish and all that. What are you babbling on about? You know the old saying, give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach a man to shoplift and you feed him for life. Right, that's it. Now, I'm going to give you a short lesson in the act of perpetrating stock shrinkage. What? See that fishmonger's store? I do. Now, watch me very carefully. Well, what did you see? Nothing. You got up, walked into the fishmongers and walked out. You didn't even stop to see if they had any salmon. I'd like a bit of fresh salmon. You saw nothing out of the ordinary? Nothing. So how do you explain this? Holy feckin' Jesus, what kind of a feckin' monster is that? Uh, It's a monkfish. Ugly swine, isn't he? Look at those teeth. It's the size of a car wheel. That's right. It's a big fish. Great catch, you might say. And monkfish is delicious. Firm and meaty. Makes a lovely fish curry. How did you manage that? It's quite simple. 
The key to successful pilfering is never to stand still. Identify your target and take it on the first pass. If one hangs around dithering and looking suspicious, like you for instance, you're bound to attract attention and be caught. I was right. About what? This is the start of a beautiful friendship. Oh lord. Is this what I've come to? Being the best friend of an incompetent thief? Of course it is. And to toast our auspicious coming together, we shall go for a coffee. All right, I suppose. If you pay for the coffees, I'll give you half of the fish. Fine, it's a deal. But don't give me the front half. That face is too scary. <laughs> All right. Come on, then. Ah, good man yourself. You've been listening to Shopping for Beginners by Morris Newman. Jerry was played by Michael Sharp, Billy by Joe Murphy. The store detective was Rebecca Blomfield. Directed by Declan Cottle, production assistant Deborah Gaffney. This programme was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee.